Welcome everybody to this new episode of the Women in Technology Spotlight. Today I have with me Christelle Joy Gagno. She is Senior Marketing Analyst at Dell. She's also a consultant and a blogger. On her blog, The Millennial Warrior, you will find tips and advice on how to become a warrior for your own dreams. Check out the link below. I will also add a link to Christelle's LinkedIn profile so you can head over and connect to her. Welcome, Christelle. Hello, thanks a lot for having me on your platform. I feel truly honored um, to meet you and all of your audience and future audiences. So a little bit about myself. I'm Crystal. I have a Filipino background, so I have roots from the Philippines, but I'm currently based in Vienna, Austria. And what led to my current profession in IT is I studied business consulting international. So I did uh, my bachelor and my master in the same degree, and I specialized in marketing and sales. But throughout my studies, I always had uh, job roles on the side. So relating to my uh, degree, actually. And so I worked through uh, during my degree in marketing roles in different roles, like in banks in IT. Um, also already uh, most notable would probably um, be my uh, job position at Samsung Electronics um, in Germany. And then I took kind of like a break and worked at the bank. I developed a website there. And so it was really um, quite different because that bank is not like a traditional bank where you would go and enter to the branch if you need something, it would be everything online. Um, so somehow I got back in IT, even though I was working in a bank. Um, and then after that, I joined Dell Technologies, where I am currently working for. Um, so somehow uh, the IT industry always got me back somehow. And um, on the side, I also like to work for NGOs. So I worked for NGOs in the Philippines, for example, in Ireland, um, and also in UK and in Denmark. So I'm really passionate about helping people out when it comes to marketing, because um, I feel like um, it's an easy way for me to give back to the community. Um, and that also led me during COVID to publish my own website, uh, like you said, Millennial Warrior. Um, and my goal with Millennial Warrior is to help people out. So regardless the age, um, you're never kind of fully an adult, right? So um, I like to help people become financially independent, making it in the career world, what it means to be a woman in IT. Um, so I write uh, about that also in my blog. Um, and I never imagined that it would grow that big because um, I just started officially in January this year, so in 2021. Um, and now I have over 1,000 visitors per month, um, really from all over the world. So it's quite shocking, honestly. Um, but it's really, uh, I feel so grateful um, that people um, can learn something from me and that they share it also with the friends or family and colleagues. 
Wow, there was so much in there. I don't even know where to begin. So what um, really um, stuck out was the fact that you have lived in a number of different countries, lived and worked in a number of different countries throughout your life. So maybe I can ask you um, what your journey was. How did you get from one country to the other? What is the whole, what's the whole story? Yeah, so um, I, would consider myself quite blessed. So my parents always made it an effort uh, for me and my brother that we travel and see the world. So we were always kind of like exposed to other cultures in other countries. Um, and so uh, I think a big impact was actually my studies. So in my degree, there were over 20 different nationalities. So I always saw like, um, how different other uh, people think and work and what the different culture is about. Um, so that was like the start of everything I would say. And then it began when I got my position at Samsung. That's when I uh, moved to Germany. Um, and then after that, oh, actually prior to that, I also lived in the Philippines for an internship. Um, yeah, so it actually started in the Philippines, uh, my work journey as in um, outside of Austria. And after uh, going to the Philippines, I came back to Austria. And then for the mandatory internship, I moved to Germany to work for Samsung. Um, then came back to Austria and um, for my master's degree. And then I would just work remotely for other countries. So, yes. Um, you say you worked with 20 different cultures throughout your studies. Um, and that was at the University of Vienna or was it a Fachhochschule? Because that's it was a Fachhochschule, so a University of Applied Sciences mm -hmm. in Wiener Neustadt, so um, Lower Austria. Okay. Tell me a little bit about that, because uh, on the one hand, you say there was a big cultural diversity and that uh, got you into appreciating different cultures. But what was the, the balance between men and women? Was it like 50-50 or was that more male or more female? I would say it was quite balanced, actually, when it comes to genders. Mm -hmm. um, but like you had more men, I would say, who majored in finance and accounting or more women kind of that majored in marketing and sales. And then throughout the masters, it was um, more spread. So it was more women joined the finance major and more men joined the marketing and sales major. Um, in terms of culture, as you asked, um, it was quite interesting because even though it was in Austria, um, I was the one of the three or five, like a handful of Austrians actually in that degree program. So that was kind of funny too, because um, usually in high school, I would kind of stick out because uh, of my looks, obviously, and of my uh, cultural background. Um, but it opened up my eyes and my viewpoints also about other people's beliefs and strengths. Um, so that was really inspiring to me to learn from different people that have different backgrounds and um, the main lesson that I would that I learned back then was because um, everyone like there were people from uh, Slovakia, from Russia, from Thailand and India. Um, so it was really diverse. And so the main um, 
lesson that I learned is you got to speak in the same language. So even though there were other Austrians and there were maybe a group of uh, Slovakians or Hungarians, um, we always kind of made sure that we would speak in English because um, even though they have their own uh, languages, um, it kind of gives a different culture and environment in class. And also um, when there's no lecture, when you just talk the same language. Mm -hmm. So I also took that with me at work because now I also work with a lot of different countries in my current role. Um, and rather than just speaking German, even though the majority of people would understand it, if I know that somebody is not fluent in German, or um, just feels more comfortable, I would just switch uh, to English. Mm -hmm. um, and that's also what I take with me when I work with my clients because a lot of my clients also, or partners um, live in Switzerland. So in Switzerland, we have French, Italian, German. Um, and so I just like tell them, yeah, if you're open to it, let's speak in English rather than um, in the different Canton languages. Um, so we can all understand each other better. Yeah, you touched on an important topic here, and that's inclusion. And uh, it does mean that you try to, to create an inclusive environment where everyone can understand what you're talking about, right? Yes, definitely. And the reason for that, I think, is also my personal upbringing. Um, like, I understand a lot, like, uh, the two languages that we, that my parents speak from the Philippines. So that's Ilocano and Tagalog or Filipino. And um, so whenever I am in the Philippines, um, I try to speak more English rather than German uh, with my parents because um, I would want my relatives uh, or neighbors or so to understand me because obviously they feel uh, left uh, left out if I would just speak German, even though that's the language I speak most of the time um, with my uh, family in Austria and uh, with my parents. So I really try that uh, people just understand me um, that are around me because I know the struggles um, when it's when you are in a country and you don't understand the language it makes such a big difference. Yeah. Yeah. I would very much agree with you on that. It's a very important topic. Um, <clears throat> um, and it, it also brings me to the question um, around inclusivity in IT. So you're a woman working in IT and you had a history with Samsung and, and this programming in the of the website and the bank and all that. So what is your experience around inclusivity, apart from you who was obviously making an effort to make everyone feel included? Do you feel this is a topic um, around when you watch people around you? Yes, definitely. Definitely at Dell Technologies, um, inclusivity is very uh, important. Um, it's encouraged by our managers um, and also other countries. Um, but I would say it's quite different from country to country. So I've been to other offices also from Dell besides Austria. So I've been to, um, to the office in Denmark, in Finland, in uh, Morocco, Switzerland, and the list goes on. Um, I do see differences. So especially in the Nordics, uh, Nordic uh, in the northern part of Europe, um, there's more a balance between genders. Mm -hmm. um, so there are more female in IT. Um, at least that's what I have experienced during my office visits. Mm -hmm. um, and in Austria, we try to strive also more in that direction. 
Um, but I feel it's super important that your managers and the leadership kind of also um, communicate the importance, right? Because if it just comes from the team, uh, but not from upper management, it's more difficult to implement because you don't understand like um, the bigger impact it has for other uh, team members. So um, you try to encourage that too. Um, yeah, so I feel like um, we still have a lot to go in terms of gender uh, balance, um, but that's like in general in the IT world, I would say. Um, and also age gap, um, like, I'm one of the youngest, if not the youngest all the time in my um, in my office and in meetings with partners. So I feel um, we also have to do more in terms of hiring um, younger uh, graduates or because um, even though there might be uh, people that are young, there are a lot of people that have work experience. Um, so I wouldn't. Um, like put such an emphasis on age because age doesn't mean you don't have work experience, right? Um, so I wish that um, IT uh, um, would kind of also uh, encourage more the youngsters out there because they do have a lot of ideas. Um, and so that's like the biggest difference I would say for me is like the age um, gap and the gender. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, a good, very good point, Christelle, because um, diversity is not just men and women. That's something that is, of course, uh, one of the topics, but we have to talk about age diversity. We have to talk about race diversity and all these things as well. So if you want to have true diversity and make everyone feel at home, you definitely need to include everyone. Also, because I feel that, just as you said, young people have ideas that they bring into the, the tech world. And I think um, to make tech tech inclusive and to actually develop technology that represents society as it is, we need to open the doors to, to all these different people. And also race. So um, like when I started uh, two years ago at Dell um, in Austria, I was the only uh, Filipino and I was the only Asian, at least the one that worked at the office. So I don't know about the people remotely, right? Because so many people work for us. And then now I believe we are like four Filipinos or so, if I'm correct. Um, so a handful of Asians. Um, and I do not know if I'm the reason for it because um, maybe they saw on social media, oh, there is an Asian, there's a representation. Um, of my culture ethnicity um, at in this company so that could also be the reason for it um, so I'm kind of also feel sometimes in charge a little bit um, to encourage people um, to apply and, and work for the IT world um, because that's also a little bit um, a missing um, race um, and different because like uh, right um, the more different cultures and the more different people you have with different backgrounds the more ideas the more competitive the company and as a whole um, the team works more um, is more considerate uh, for, uh, to each other right mm -hmm. I agree and you touched on representation which is such an important point um, you have to for a lot of people, it's important that they can see themselves in someone else who's already there where they want to go. So 
there are exceptions like maybe you and me who will be the first but then there's other women for them they might it might be easier other Asians when they see oh there's someone like me who is already in there and and I will just join them so yeah very important point representation and that reminds me that I also know that you uh, work for women in action in Dell, which is also, I think, one of the initiatives to to create more diversity and, and retain that diversity, right? Absolutely. So uh, women in action is an employee resource group. Um, and I'm one of the board members in Austria. And our goal is to help and support women and men um, um, to work uh, more also with their female co-workers and to encourage them also um, either uh, at work in the office or when it comes to the private life when it comes to balancing work and family right so that's also um, a topic that um, a lot of people um, need to talk about also because everyone has their private life right besides the office um, and what I also really enjoy about women in action, it's not only about supporting women. So we also invite also men to our meetings um, or our leadership uh, a series that we have. Um, so it's really important to involve um, everyone also um, in our initiative. Good point, actually, that you have to uh, involve men and create allies and, and uh, work together. And another thing that stuck out, you talked about private life. So in terms of work-life balance, do you feel that working in tech, working in these big IT vendors is a good place to create uh, work-life balance? How do you experience this? Definitely. So um, like from all the uh, job roles that I have, even though that's not quite a lot compared to someone in their 40s or 50s, um, I would say IT is the most flexible um, and it's um, an industry where work life or life work balance is um, encouraged. Um, even before this whole world change with the pandemic, um, some at uh, some uh, co-workers of ours already worked um, from home either once a week or um, they would just come to the office um, three times during a week or twice during a month. Mm -hmm. um, and there's definite encouragement. So um, if I want to take a vacation or I feel like it, um, uh, usually my manager says, yeah, fine, you're good to go. Obviously that comes also with trust um, that you do your work and don't leave things standing. Mm -hmm. um, but definitely there's a lot of support um, for also what I see with my other team members that may have um, small children. Um, they are encouraged um, to close the laptop uh, maybe during the day to pick up the kids and then work at some time later if they have the time um, and if that's the best schedule for them. Yeah, that's that's also my experience that you're in these um, environments where we work that people are encouraged to create work life balance and and actually um, take some time for their family close their laptops go and pick up their kids maybe have lunch with their kids and then continue working it's not as rigid as it is in, in other companies. Yeah. And for me that's also a big reason why I enjoy working in IT so I'm glad you also have that experience. So. 
going back to experience, I just uh, recall that you said that your parents encouraged you and your brother to be open to different cultures. And um, I remember thinking at that point, um, I wonder uh, uh, regarding your educational background, did your parents also encourage that you uh, study applied science or were they more um, surprised that you chose this or um, do they actually know what you're doing? Because I know my mom has no clue what I'm doing. <laughs> um, yes, I have to laugh there um, at your sentence because yeah, I do feel sometimes it or a lot of times I don't understand, but like they never say, um, or like I would say um, they always have an ear open and listen. Um, and if they don't understand what I'm talking about, I would say, I don't understand. Could you please explain that? Um, but they always have been very open in terms of what I want to study and what I want to do, because um, the way they raised us at the end of the day, we're the ones who have to uh, work in that field, right? Um, so no, definitely nobody forced me to study this. And um, it was really out of interest um, that I chose my profession. Um, and I'm really appreciative of that because in Asian culture, there is a lot of pressure. I wouldn't say um, for everyone, right? Mm -hmm. um, but usually you have these um, jobs where you would say, okay, they got you, your, your kid has to work a, as a lawyer or in medicine or something like that. And if, obviously my parents would have supported me too if I would have chosen that route, um, but they never forced me to do that. Um, and I feel like um, the way they raised us, it's quite modern. Um, but it also shows um, now that um, both me and my brother are quite happy with our profession. Mm -hmm. And um, so we are really grateful. And if we would have uh, been forced to do something different, um, I, I don't know if I would be able to say I'm happy with, with what I'm doing and with uh, what I'm working um, in my profession. Yeah, I'm just smiling because uh, the thing with the lawyer and doctor and thing, it's also African parents, you know, they will yes. try to push their kids into these very, these professions where it's clear what you will be doing in the end, you know, mm. you have the status and, and so um, it's very appreciated if you go that route, but it's it's good to to hear that they supported uh, you following your own interests because um, in terms of job satisfaction, I think that's really important. You know that you that you really choose. Um, but that brings me to another question: How did you choose? How did you know that this would be interesting? How did you find this? Because I had no clue, for example, that in Wiener Neustadt you could do yeah. this. Um, that's actually a funny and uh, story and linked to somehow to these biases of what uh, job roles um, uh, Asian or in your uh, culture should initiate because I actually wrote a thesis in high school uh, around medicine and heart diseases and stuff like that. And I was really good in chemistry and biology. So everyone thought that I actually would go into that field. Um, and then somebody um, gave a lecture um, from uh, um, that university, so University of Applied Sciences um, in our high school. Um, and that's when I first got exposed, I would say, to that degree and to that university. Um, and I was also quite um, grateful for that too, because um, I didn't know back then if th that there are other options, um, other universities, um, where you can study in English too. So I studied in English 
Um, I just thought they're just private universities and they're just uh, universities where I would have to move to another country or so. So uh, that's how it happened. Um, and then the great thing about University of Applied Sciences is that you have lectures from the field. So I would have already lectures for lecturers or professors from the US or from Asia that visited um, or from other parts of Europe. Um, and uh, they like taught us also about the industries. Um, so great thing about consulting is there are different uh, industries that you could work for right in IT or um, um, also in other fields that are not in IT like for government or um, other public sectors and that's then where the interest came from because some of the um, lecturers and also said yeah there's also opportunity for consulting in IT um, and there are opportunities also in other fields and that's like when I thought okay I don't actually have to choose a route um, and can get a feeling of what is out there in consulting. Yeah that's that's actually really cool that you have this many options open afterwards and you don't have to immediately choose because um often you don't really already know what you want to do later you want to try out a couple of things um so looking back on your journey to to Dell um are there any recommendations or tips you would give young women who are not entirely sure if this is for them or whether tech is a place where they would want to go what would you tell them if someone asked you yeah i feel like um a lot of people have this biases about it that you need to know how to program you need to be an engineer um which is actually not the case right um and um i would tell them yeah if you are interested in it um just apply for that position um and you as long as you are hard working and that you're willing to learn uh, by yourself because um, you have, you should apply and you have a chance because IT is a lot about um, independency and teaching yourself things um, because in IT, especially in IT, you work with other countries, right? Um, and um, you can teach yourself so many things online through YouTube, through the internet. Um, so if you are willing to learn um, by yourself independently and to learn from other team members, I highly recommend that you also consider to work in IT. Mm -hmm. Yes, thank you for that. I think it's important to emphasize that you don't have to have all the skills. Uh, when you start out, you can learn as long as you're interested. And I think that's one of the most important skills in IT anyway, because things are changing really fast and you always have to acquire new skills. And the other thing, um, I don't know what you think about this, but I think communicative, being communicative is also a big point, right? Um, Absolutely, yes. I would say communication is really important and also emotional intelligence mm -hmm. um, because you do work with people, um, with a lot of people. Um, and it's so important that you are able to understand um, how you, are perceived by your team members and um, to kind of also get an understanding that everyone has differences, not to um, take things personally. So um, 
besides your what you studied and your degree, it's definitely so important that you're able to work with people, emotional intelligence, um, and the willingness to learn. Yeah, perfect. And that's also a perfect ending because surprisingly, it's already over a half an hour that we've been talking. <laughs> and so we're coming to an end of our um, conversation. I would like to thank you very much for all the insights you gave me into your life and, and your journey and also for these tips at the end. Thank you so much, Crystal. Thank you. I had a great uh, time with you and I, I didn't even see or recognize that the time just flew by. Really had a great chat with you. And thanks a lot also to you for bringing this channel on YouTube to life and for empowering women to work in IT. So, and at the end of the day, you are driving change and I'm truly grateful that you have this platform and that you've created this. Thank you so much for that, that feedback. That's so lovely. Thank you.